Hi, this is Rachel Rackle. Oh, cool. Well, this is Griffin McElhuma. <laughs> and this, this is, is wonderful. This is good. I like this vibe. <laughs> no, you've set the perfect right vibe for us tonight. Because I was going to come at you this intro with a little bit of scup. 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 Every time I say McElroy, I always like have to very deliberately enunciate. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, I've oh. only I've only had this last name for like, you know, a little over five years. Oh, she's a McElroy. She's a, she's a mouthful, isn't she? She's a, you know, she's got it's twists the, and turns. It's the Ackle, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's tough to say A lot of vowel sounds in there. But anyway, I thought I'd come at you with a little bit of skip up, bop, bop. Okay. Because this one's going to be, I've got a new term, and I feel like it's going to describe this type of episode that we do from time to time. Mm-hmm. And it's like jazz. Okay. But it's also super casual. And so the word I'd like to pitch to you is casual. Ooh, I like that a lot. Here's the deal, y'all. Get in the right mindset, everybody. It's going to be casual. Rachel forgot her notes at work. And we can't go back to work again. They lock <laughs> up Rachel's work. And if we try to break in to get the notes, we'll be arrested or shot on sight. Uh, so Rachel's just flipping it off the dome today, which I'm fucking stoked to see. Well, and I did recall some of my preferred sites for information on my topics. So but I don't see a slip of paper in front of you, though, because this one's going to be straight casual, folks. Don't mm-hmm. even worry about it. Uh, and also, it's a holiday this week. I'm feeling loosey goosey. I'm feeling limber and I'm mm-hmm. feeling like creating some real genuine just freaking podcast scat some pot scat with you Ooh, i don't like that expression you don't like pot scat <laughs> no why no. not it's just moving some of the letters around it's fun no, isn't it it seems like something you'd find in the woods hey do you have any small wonders i do Whoa. our baby boy is three years old he did turn three i do not think we can call him a baby legally oh, anymore geez. i had that realization i had that talk with one of his teachers i was like i can't call him baby and he, he's not even close to a baby no it's been a while he smokes and has a tattoo three years ago i went into labor on thanksgiving day true and we had our baby on black friday really inconvenient I missed all the deals. You did. We both missed. Well, I had a little bit of second Thanksgiving. You missed second Thanksgiving entirely. No, I had uh, people brought leftovers to the hospital for us. But you know, it wasn't primo. (laughs) It was the people had already sweat into the mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. and cried into the stuffing and... Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, I don't actually have a small wonder this time. Our neighbors have put up their Christmas lights already. That's pretty cool. Yeah, everybody, the the world decided, you know what, let's get started early this year. Everyone got a jump on it a little bit this year, which uh, Henry is delighted by, which I enjoy quite a bit, seeing the magic through his eyes. Who goes first this week? I forgot to check. I don't know. Do you know why I forgot to check, baby? Why? Because it's casual. It's casual. I think it's J-A-Z-Z-U-A-L. I think it's more fun that way. Than oh, just... See, I want one Z. Otherwise, you got the whole jazz in there. That's and fair. And I want a little bit of jazz and a little bit of casual. Uh, you go first this week. My first thing is a little complex to talk about. Um, to summarize, I guess, in like a brief few words. So here's here's what I'll say. Okay. Local business owner celebrities. Local business owner celebrities. Mm-hmm. Local business. Specifically, the type of regional companies uh, or organizations that advertise on television. I got you. Okay. You I, 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 I thought of David Comey and the rest of the pieces just yeah. fell right into place. <laughs> 
Uh, the reason I thought of this, and this is this is strange. So our friend Anna Roach is a, an expert at retweeting exceptional things, right? And she tweeted this story that I hadn't heard before about a little toddler who had a birthday party themed on a personal injury lawyer in his town. <laughs> this is actually from 2015. Okay. But I have no memory of this happening. Right. And then when I looked into it, there were a whole bunch of articles about it. Uh, it is a little boy named Grayson. He used to watch television when he'd stay over at his grandma's house. And there'd be these commercials for Morris Bart, who was this personal injury lawyer in uh, Louisiana. And he just was totally entranced by the commercials. And from what I can tell, it's not like he had any clever characters or anything. It's just him facing the camera. Uh, And his little catchphrase was, one call, that's all. And there'd be this pleasant music and he would talk about, you know, helping people in trouble. Yeah. Um, And the little toddler was just so entranced by it that the mom decided to have a little birthday party for him with like a cake and a cardboard cutout and a t-shirt all themed around Morris Bart. Uh, And this just blew up. They like wrote a story about it in The Advocate, which is like a media outlet for all of Louisiana. And then it was picked up by like Huffington Post and the Today Show um, and NPR. And a few months later, uh, Jimmy Kimmel actually Skyped in with the mom and the boy Grayson and surprised them with Morris Bart at their house. <laughs> That's a weird. I wonder how you actually respond when confronted with. Well, the little boy, apparently part of the, the thing that like made it so clear that he was a fan is the little boy would chant Bart, 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 Bart every time the commercial was on. That and is so, so delightful. And so when he showed up at the door, the little boy started chanting. It sounds again. like your segment is more about little boys and the things that no, they become fixated on. Because this led me to look into my my St. Louis oh, yeah. local celebrities. Okay, what do you got? Um, so there was Becky, Queen of Carpets. <laughs> and she would stand in front of a green screen on like a big rug. Okay. And then she had Wanda, Queen of Tile, who would be with her some. So some wait, point. she had a whole sort of like u- cinematic universe. Sort of, yeah. That's fantastic. So there was that. There was uh, the famous one I found was Schweig Ingle, which was two guys that did like a furniture and electronics store. Okay. And they would do these like ridiculous costume commercials, like all about people with bad credit and how they could buy things there. Uh, you can find two hours worth on YouTube, Holy by the way. Shit. <laughs> Um, the other ones I found, uh, there was, um, a family Carol brothers, I think with Brooke and his sister, Amy, and they used to do a lot of commercials. These are like people that were like, like celebrities in my town growing up be specifically because of their commercials and the kind of narrative thread they would weave through them. God, that's good. And so Morris Bart reminded me of that. And this guy, I guess, has been in Louisiana forever. He like, he finished the bar like in 1979 or 1980, got his law degree. And he was the first, from what I can tell, he was the first lawyer in Louisiana to advertise on television. And now he has one of the biggest firms in the country. He's got like a hundred people working for him. Uh, and goes across multiple states now. 
this guy. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. It also makes me so jealous that this is not the type of product that we have to advertise for because God, I would love to whip up some regional spots. I would love to. Do you have any local Huntington celebrities that you thought of when I was talking about this? The the thing that immediately springs to mind is a car dealership that had, they operated out of Charleston. I think they also had a spot in Huntington. But they had, um, do you remember when car dealerships, like one car dealership somewhere in the country, like during some commercial said out loud, and we, and we love the troops. And then every fucking car dealership <laughs> yeah. had to like double down and be like, uh-huh. we also, yeah, like. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, yes. We also do like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was one place in, in West Virginia called Burt Wolf Ford. Uh, and, uh, Burt Wolf Ford, somebody, I guess, uh, you know, pulled out the gauntlet of patriotism and they went <laughs> fucking hog wild on it and had a series of annual commercials and radio spots that were just like, you know, an eagle fucking snatching a hot dog <laughs> out of somebody's hand and at a flag store or something like that at an American flag convention. And the song that would play over it, and this isn't a joke, and is also probably illegal, went a little something like this. I'm proud to be an American and shop at Burt Wolf Ford. <laughs> Clever. We would quote this to each other, me and my friends, for a very long time, because it's not just <laughs> so disc- like so crass. Yeah. Uh, it is so catchy. Um, bro. Uh, hey, do you, can I do my first thing? Yes. My things are pretty lightweight this week. I feel, again, it's going to be a sort of jazzy episode. Do you ever have the thing where you move your finger around the trackpad, but you don't see your cursor because you're 100 years old? Yes. Anyway, my first thing is, is that? holiday pants. My first thing is holiday pants. Okay. Can I make some guesses? I wish you would. First is the most obvious in that they are pants that are um, decorated in holiday spirit. Is that it? This guess is incorrect. Okay. Second is pants that are expandable for a person who might eat too much on a holiday. That is in the Venn diagram for certain. Okay. I am more talking about the phenomenon, and this may not be a universal thing. I'm talking about the... Less a pair of actual pants and more the radical shift of acceptable clothing norms that happens on uh, a, a big holiday, like a Thanksgiving, like a Christmas, uh, like a whatever. Uh, a, a, a holiday where you wake up and you're like, it's the holiday today. I am not getting out of these comfortable pants that I'm wearing. Oh, and that is okay. That is like my favorite. I shouldn't say my favorite, but one of my favorite parts of going to Huntington it's for Christmas. One of my favorite parts <laughs> of going to Huntington for Christmas mm-hmm. is it, it, this is less true for Thanksgiving now these days because, you know, we got places to be, but like I'll watch the parade. I will cook up, you know, whatever dishes we're making while mm-hmm. wearing uh, whatever the hell I choose below the belt, but I'm not wearing a belt because it's holiday. Can pants. I ask you something? As a man that works from home, yeah, feasibly every day for you could be holiday pants. You are getting all up ahead of my notes, but I will go <laughs> ahead and say yes, but uh, one, Elizabeth Gilbert yelled at me indirectly oh, one time yeah, when she I was on our podcast that. and mm-hmm. said that the only way she can take her job seriously is if she takes it seriously and takes a shower and puts on, uh, you know, 
clothes uh, before she gets started with her day. And I do one of those things now because uh, Henry, since Henry started going to daycare and I take him to daycare every day, like I can't roll up in there wearing holiday pants. I got to put on actual yeah. pants and I never switch back. I'm not that big of a like a slob. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm not wearing holiday pants all day. I'm wearing, you know, pants, pants, which makes the holiday pants even more exciting. Yeah. Uh, I suppose this would be true. This is true of weekends also, but weekends I feel like are already like it's acceptable that we're, this is a resting day. This is a day where you don't put on pants that, yeah. and that's fine. A holiday is just like, Hey, every a holiday almost feels defiant. Like how long have you been wearing those <laughs> holiday pants? And it's like, don't fucking worry about it. I was going to ask you if you were ever that type of guy. Uh, that went to a college class in... No, never. Your jammy jams. Fucking never, man. Okay. Never. Uh, one, I never lived on campus, so, like, I didn't really have that excuse to roll up. But yeah. also, like, my clothes game, my fashion game was already pretty whack. And so, like, I I couldn't, like, step it down. I was doing everything I possibly could to hang on to the, to the ladder, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's just, like... Man, I love them. And there's, I, I have so many options, and you got to have options. If it's a, you know, if it's a hot one, if it's a hot Austin oh, Christmas, I'll put on some gym shorts, basketball shorts. If it's a, you know, a, a, any any cooler than that, I'll throw on the the MeUndies uh, uh, lounge pants. Uh, or if I want to get wild, the the whole bodysuit. <laughs> if it's getting a little bit, you know, colder than that, the flannel. And then like, if I need to break the emergency glass and grab the like thick sweatpants when it's cold, cold. I can do that too. You always got to have mm-hmm. four pairs of comfort pants with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I like being comfortable, honest, uh, obviously, but like I more like the message that holiday pants sends to other people, which is just like, don't even, don't even try me today. Yeah, don't even try anywhere. to get these pants off me today. And when you get a whole family together wearing holiday pants, all of them just like middle fingers up to the world, like this is us now. Yeah. Now we have holiday pants and there's no one who can make us less comfortable. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs holiday pants, multiple pairs. Mm-hmm. I celebrate them and I celebrate you. <laughs> can I steal you away? Yes. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. 
Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um th- for the commercial the Super Bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain can I read this first personal message yes This first message is for Andy. It is from Susan. Dear Handy Boy, chances are we're far, far away from each other right now and I'm missing you. You're so dang supportive and my most favorite husband with the USDA prime of bootays. I can't wait to be together again to foster dogs, eat burritos and marvel at chunky caterpillar boys <laughs> loving you very much from across the globe your wife susan that is a a very visual message i'm thinking about the big caterpillar the hungry hungry caterpillar, yeah, 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 yeah. and so sumi thinking about andy's uh usda prime duff <laughs> uh here's another one this one's whoa this one's for andy and it's from faith is it a different, I'm thinking. I'm thinking dun, 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 it's a different dun, 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 Andy. X-Files. <laughs> it's from Faith to Andy, who says, no, Faith says, Andy, thank you for being you. Your love, smile, and laugh is infectious. Keep bringing joy wherever you go. I love you. I. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. But it is an alien conspiracy. It's so sweet, but everyone's Andy's now. Didn't we talk about how Andy's are just generally good guys? We have, yeah, because I tried to swing in there with my middle name, and you were having none of it. I know. None of it. I mean, you could be an Andy in that you are a good guy. I'd have to shave. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I think you're right. This week on Bullseye, Lin-Manuel Miranda on his dark materials, hip-hop, and life after Hamilton. I know it's the first line of my obituary, so if that line is handled... Then what else can I do with my time here? It's Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Can I give you my second thing? Oh, yeah. My second thing is coupons. Coupons. We recently on Wonderful talked about how you are more resistant to coupons than I am. That's true. It occurred to me that I loved coupons enough that I should bring them as a segment. I am not going to try and put you on blast. I do not know I have ever seen you like clip out a coupon and Here's the really thing, though, follow through on it. A lot of times in the mail, I will get little postcards. This is true. That say like 50% off X, go to this website and enter Y. And I tuck that in my purse. And then sometimes when I have downtime at work, 
I, ch- I, I use that coupon. That is true. I will also say the first year that we lived together, our refrigerator was a coupon graveyard. <laughs> yeah. You're very bad about sort of removing old no, things from the inside and the outside of the refrigerator. Oh, are you going to blame me for the inside of the fridge? Uh, yeah, I am. I think sometimes <laughs> going to blame you for the inside of the fridge. Sometimes I leave town for a week and I come back and the st- the steaks that I had made like a week and a half before that I left are still up in there. That is fair. Here's the thing about you, though, if we're going to do this. Oh, let's fucking do this. <laughs> Coupons. A lot of time you will buy a cooking ingredient for a recipe you want to make. Oh, yeah. And then that ingredient will stay in the fridge. It's true. Until... It is three years I guess later. this is the end, folks. Yeah. You're hearing it hey, live. you stepped to it. You stepped to it, and I was ready to go. Okay. <laughs> you want to hear about coupons? I do want to hear about coupons. <laughs> do you have a coupon for a new husband? No. <laughs> Buy one. Hey, I do have a coupon for a free hug. Oh. <laughs> this cord is too short, but I'll we'll hit you up later. Yeah, hit me up later. Uh, I... I am not a fan of coupons for the sake of coupons. I'm not somebody to combine multiple coupons for the purpose of extreme discounts. Right. I like a coupon when uh, it offers me a deal on something I was already thinking of getting. Okay, interesting. So I did a little look into the history of coupons, and it actually started a super long time ago, uh, 1887. Is the first coupon? Is 1887? That is kind of the first documented history of like a brand item using coupons. I would only, I would only protest and say like probably like ancient Egypt. Somebody was like, "Boy, you sure do come in here and buy a lot of pots." I'm gonna give you <laughs> this little tablet that next time you come in, you can be like, "This is proof that I really like your pots." And you said you'd give me one pot, two pots for the price of one. I mean. How do you, I guess down the pyramid walls, like how would you know, how would you know that to be true, you know? How wouldn't you know it to be true is what I would ask <laughs> you to answer for. This is real casual right now. I'm telling you, I'm feeling sublime over here. Like I need to, <laughs> I'm not wearing holiday pants right now and that's a crime. Do you have a guess on what brand? Was the first one to use coupons? Yes. I'm gonna say it's something fucked up like Sears. Sears, like, a, is it is it a store or is it like a um, like an individual brand? It is an individual brand. I'm going to say then, uh, General Mills, Coca Cola. Coca Cola had no. Mm. What the fuck does Coca Cola need coupons mm. for? You're Coca Cola. People are going to buy your stuff. Uh, you know, Coca Cola started as Atlanta, as we know. Yeah. Um, Coca Cola would offer pharmacists two gallons of Coke syrup in return for the names and addresses of consumers who lived near that pharmacy. So. So, Zuckerberg didn't start the fucking fire then, huh? Coca-Cola got that shit rolling. And then they direct mail the coupon to the consumer. Damn, Coca-Cola, that is some, that's so brutal, Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. In 1887, yeah, our privacy was already being just fucking bought and sold <laughs> for, for Coke syrup. When I was doing research, what was weird is that the next example of a coupon was, wasn't until 1909. There had to be coupons. So the idea is that like 20 years later, another company was like, that's a good idea. That or everybody else was like, that sucks, Coca-Cola. We won't cross that line for 22 more years. Post distributed what is believed to be the second coupon ever for a penny off its grape nut cereal. That's a... (sighs) Can you imagine? (laughs) 
I mean, the, a penny the, off, maybe it was like, you know, 10 cents back in the day. So that was, that was a real significant discount. That is still, <laughs> you pay, you take a penny off the 10 cent price of Grape Nuts, you're still paying nine cents too many for a bad fucking cereal. Sorry, Grape Nuts. I didn't mean for it to happen like this, but you don't taste very good to me. Um, I like Grape Nuts, actually. Is that crazy? No, I mean, no, everybody's different in their own different ways. And that's what makes the earth go around, I guess. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier this idea of extreme couponing. Mm. And I was curious kind of where that came about. Um, this is a show on TLC that we have seen before. And that is a little uncomfortable to watch because people are buying bulk items. Yeah. And a lot of times they will have a large part of their house dedicated to this in addition to spending a lot of time in the checkout line with a bunch of people waiting behind them so it can be kind of uncomfortable to watch so i was it's, curious I mean, yeah it's also like i i don't know it feels really uncomfy to watch shows like that and try and throw any judgment on the people on it because like you don't know. know you don't know that walk you don't know, know what kind of walk they're on no that's very true um but i was just curious how it got started uh apparently in 2010 the wall street journal titled an article, Hard Times Turn Coupon Clipping into the Newest Extreme Sport. And then shortly after is when TLC started extreme couponing, well, uh, which has since uh, taken off. Um, is it still, still on? It's From what I can tell, it's still going. Also, But in 2015, it returned to the Discovery family and was renamed Greatest Givers Extreme Couponing, which I'm assuming maybe is, is people that use extreme couponing to donate materials. Now, this I'm very, fucking into. Is very nice. This is Now, that's some Robin Hood shit. I'm into that in a big, big way for some reason. Well, it's kind of incredible to see people use this system. And end up paying like seven cents for something that would have cost like $800. <laughs> I love that. I want them to circulate that data, have like a, a flash mob roll up at some poor unsuspecting Walmart and buy the whole thing <laughs> for like 22 bucks and then just like give it to everybody in town. Well, because the nature of coupons is a little like devious, you know, a lot of times it's to get you to spend more money than you were planning on spending anyway, right. you know, or to you know, catch your eye if it's like one brand out of like 300 brands in the like cereal aisle. Right. You know, so to like use that system to kind of benefit yourself is is a little genius. And that is why when I get my sugar-free hazelnut coffee mate at the, uh, or whatever it <laughs> Do you is. you see I saved that coupon? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. But like you get that, here's the thing. You get that coupon every time you buy the hazelnut coffee mate. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's like, you, you already fucking got me guys. Like, you're just wasting money at this point. I'm in. I'm all in. Okay? It's the only coffee uh, creamer I'm ever going to drink. You do not have to keep giving me money, but I will take it. It's It pays for itself. A lot of times when I go to like a CVS or a Walgreens, I still get coupons for like baby formula or diapers yeah. just from that time period in our lives. Uh, hey, can I tell you about my second thing? Yes. My second thing is so fucking like... It's it part. It's kind of embarrassing. But my second thing is a song, and it's a song I've been listening to a lot lately, specifically in the the drive to daycare with our son Henry, who, as you may know if you've listened to the show before, is going through sort of a rock and roll phase, which is to say a loud noises phase. So he's throwing some spaghetti at the wall. You heard about how he enjoys the Foo Fighters. There's one song now that he is such a big fan of, and it made me realize that I am also an enormous fan of. ACDC's Thunderstruck. Whoa. Yeah. 
how did this come about? Again, I was just sort of taking him through. I've taken him through a lot of the rock classics. Uh, and, you know, when I loaded up ACDC, you got a few options in there. Back in black. Okay, sure. Yeah. Can I ask how he requests it? Uh, he, he says rock and roll, but then like if you play anything other than Thunderstruck, <laughs> he pitches a fucking fit. <laughs> Thunderstruck is just pound for pound the most powerful song ever written by human beings. I love a riff, right? Yeah. I love a fucking iconic riff. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine or November Rain or, you know, whatever. There's tons of great riffs out there. But Thunder, can you beat that? Can you beat that? You cannot. No, it's very jazzual. It's not jazzual. It fucking shreds. It's not jazzual. <laughs> if you tried to play that in a jazzual way, like... Hey, that's kind of fresh, actually. <laughs> Jot that down. Let's 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 uh, compose that later. Uh, it's it's it, I don't know. I listen to it every morning. It gets me fucking pumped up. I hear it on the drive to school. I drop them off. I listen to it again on the drive home. I get home. I watch some fucking sports because I'm just so charged <laughs> up. If for some reason you've been avoiding powerful songs your whole life, I'm gonna play Thunderstruck right now. So breaks your ass. You damn. It's like I feel like I definitely have heard this at hockey games. So yes, it's been played at like every sports arena ever, and uh, I'll just say it right now: the reason I have such a special affection of uh, for it is because it was the official rally song of Marshall's uh, different athletic programs. Because oh, really? we were the oh, thundering, thundering herd, herd. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, fucking fourth quarter on the last drive of the game, and you hear that, you're like, oh yes. I don't even care about sports, but here we go. <laughs> and then depending on the year and the athletic team that you are viewing, it's either like a righteous, you know, sports victory moment or like calamitous, horrible sports failure. <laughs> uh, but like, it's so, so good. The song came out uh, as a single in September 1990, which is not as old as I thought it was. I thought the song was yeah, like a, about right to oh, me. Interesting. Uh, so Angus Young from ACDC, you may know him as Angus Young. From ACDC, uh-huh. the one who does the cool jump walk, duck walk, rock and roll mm. thing, uh, said in a, a in the liner notes of the later album, uh, re-thunderstruck, it started off from a little trick I had on guitar. I played it to Mal, that's Malcolm Young, his brother, uh, um, who was also a founding member of ACDC, uh, and he said, oh, I've got a good rhythm idea that will sit well in the back. We built the song up from that. We fiddled uh, about with it for a few months before everything fell into place. Lyrically, it was really just a case of finding a good title. We came up with this thunder thing based on our favorite childhood toy, Thunderstreak, and it seemed to have a good ring to it. ACDC equals power. That's the basic idea. I love this. Guys, you remember liner notes? I do. You remember reading that little booklet and just getting all the, the, the secrets behind an album? I loved that. I mean, you get it somewhat if you're like, uh, you know, if you collect vinyl or buy vinyl of like any yeah. band or album that you like, you still, you still get it in there. Uh, I still love Casey Musgraves and Golden Hour, like wrote a whole like 
the thing about what golden hour means. I think I talked about that during the Casey yeah, Musgraves yeah. show. But she had her time. We're talking about ACDC's Thunderstruck <laughs> right now. Fucking Angus Young was like, hey, check out this thing I can do. And Mom was like, fuck yeah. I can do something over that. What do we call the song? I don't know. ACDC equals power. How about Thunder? Yes. This is great. This is great. This is going to be the best, most powerful song ever. Uh, it went high on the charts in Australia, Belgium, Finland, Ireland, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Spain, and the U.S. It's so powerful. It brought the world together. The only thing more powerful than the song is the music video, which I did not send to you, but I highly encourage you to watch. Yeah, I it's, will. It is ACDC playing in some sort of wild concert hall slash prison uh, and everybody in the prison is wearing ACDC Thunderstruck shirts. <laughs> they all say ACDC Thunderstruck. You, Everybody's wearing a shirt with the name of the <laughs> band and the name of the song title on it, which is fucking wild. And then they have this one shot where they got like a you know a thick, clear plastic floor and had Angus Young do his little duck walk shredding thing on it and filmed it like from underneath so you can like maybe see his balls a little bit. They love that shot so much because it's featured in the video like 13 <laughs> different times, the exact same stunt. It is like hysterical and so wild and uh, thunder struck man just has it going on i love good riffs i should do like a riff month where i just talk about some of my favorite riffs because i already did sweet child of mine oh, i already mentioned God, that, that but. segment that segment has the perfect name oh my god you know griffin what? griffin's great guitar tunes <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, hey, can I tell you about uh, what our friends at home are super excited yes, about? Yes, please. Well, we got one here from Zachary. It's, uh, Zachary says, my wonderful thing is the show Twin Peaks. Uh, the story of when eccentric FBI special agent Dale Cooper comes to the town of Twin Peaks to investigate the murder, murder of homecoming queen Laura Palmer. I love how each episode uh, drifts deeper into the strange and how you grow to understand and appreciate each character's complex journey. How much Twin Peaks you watched? I feel like we talked about this. Like part of one episode. I had friends in college that would do Twin Peaks nights and I like missed the first two and then I tried to come for part of the third and I had no idea what was going on and I never went again. Yeah, I took a run at it uh, like five years ago or so and then I took a, a much more successful run at it which is to say I finished it the like first few months Henry was born and I needed something to watch from 3 to 5 a.m. Hopped on that Twin Peaks, finished that in like a week. I am Our, open to it though. I'm wondering what my experience would be like now at, yeah at my age this far it's, after it's still got character yeah. enough that you yeah it's not like it's not i don't know it's not like funny bad right like it's not like something that you have to be young is it like and riverdale is it basically like riverdale riverdale is like it Oh. That's the God's honest truth. River, okay. Riverdale sometimes wishes very badly that it was. Good. <laughs> okay. So I think that's reason enough to, although we have not been good Riverdale no, stewards. We We're not. what, like two and a half seasons behind or something. Anyway, uh, Rigel says, uh, similar to the Jeep wave mentioned on your recent episode, motorcyclists also acknowledge each other as they pass. It usually just involves moving the left hand down to about knee level in an upside down peace sign or simply an outstretched hand, but it's a nice show of camaraderie within our community. Oh, I like that. I like it. Too, except I'm never gonna have a wave with it. There anyone. is some sort of a loop like highway Illuminati shit going on though, where everybody's got secret signs. And I didn't know about this, and our podcast is now like becoming the secret door Ooh. into this community. Oh, let me make one. Okay, if you drive a CRV, mm. uh your wave is to stick your elbow out the window and flap it up and down. 
That's cool. That's cool. All right. If, so if if you see another CRV owner, flap the flap, flap them bows. Elbow. Uh, I'm gonna say if you uh, if you if you're driving in a, a Mitsubishi Eclipse, yes, and you drive by another Mitsubishi Eclipse, just let a balloon out your window. <laughs> Oh, you, it means you've always got to have balloons ready. You do, yeah. This is mm-hmm. part of it. But, it, you know, maybe you shouldn't have bought a Mitsubishi Eclipse if you mm-hmm. didn't want this level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And uh, thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. They got a bunch of really good shows that you're just going to just cram. And a new website. By and a new website, MaximumFun.org. It's looking slick, had a glow stylish. Up. Had a big glow up, uh, RSS glow up from the inside out. It's got all kinds of fun flash games for the kids. <laughs> um, and Neo, it's got Neopets. That's mm-hmm. super cool. And also badges. I know that I'm going to talk about Neopets next week. So just go ahead and strap in for that. Badges to add to your LinkedIn. Badges for your LinkedIn. Cool MIDI tracks of some of your favorite tunes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard a MIDI version of Thunderstruck before and it was not great. So that's going to do it for us for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for we're so happy that you came to darken our doors mm-hmm. and well, Light, I, lighten, just brighten. You brightened lighten our, and doors. Brighten our doors. You came to our door. You fixed the light bulb. Thank you. You shot a ray of pure energy out of your torso into the, our home. Mm-hmm. And you fucking blasted me. You <laughs> blasted me out of the way. And Rachel was like, what was that? And then you hovered three feet off the ground and came into our home, still blasting energy out of the front of your chest. And we had to call the we had to call the police on you because we didn't ask for this today. But thank you. But thank you. I just wish that your hair hadn't turned into light also and turned into like light beams and light rays that attacked my family. Mm-hmm. That's the only if I could give you one note. Yeah, yeah. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, it's Jesse Thorne. We're very happy to announce that tickets for MaxFunCon 2020 will go on sale Friday, November 29th at 11 a.m. Pacific. I also want to let you know, this coming year, MaxFunCon 2020 will be our last MaxFunCon for the foreseeable future. For 2020 and beyond, we're going to be looking for ways to connect with more of you in person and spread the spirit of Max Fun farther than it's ever gone before. In the meantime, if you want to join us at the last Max Fun Con in Lake Arrowhead, June 12th through the 14th, you can find details at maxfuncon.com.